Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Orange Weekly post-game podcast. The Broncos were on the road uh, against the Dallas Cowboys in a game that pretty much everybody thought they were going to lose. A lot of us were just hoping that they would be able to go out there, play a good game, make it a close game, an exciting game, uh, and walk away with a close loss. Probably would have been exciting enough for us as the fan base, right? Well, the complete opposite happened in the good way in that the Broncos won 30-16, to not allowing the Cowboys to score at all uh, until within five minutes of the end of the game. So uh, me, Rob, uh, and John are here to really break down all the good things we saw uh, and, and what is energizing us about this team moving forward as we got to the Eagles this next week before our bye week. And guys, this is going to be a great great podcast. So we're glad you're here. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Make sure you hit the share button for us. Give us a five-star rating. We would really appreciate that. Uh, Here at Orange Weekly, we're all about doing this for you all, uh, the fans, the listeners, and bringing you the best Broncos content we can. So with that being said, it is time to talk about this fantastic fantastic win against the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Let's go Broncos. Bring on the podcast and glad you're here. Orange Weekly, fans, brews, and Broncos news. What is up, Broncos country, and welcome to a, oh, it's going to be a fantastic episode of the Orange Weekly post-game podcast. Here we are on Victory Monday, uh, is when we're recording this, uh, following the Broncos' absolute domination over Dallas Cowboys in Dallas. And gents, we got a lot of great stuff to talk about. John and Rob are here as always. How are you both doing today, guys? How about them Broncos, Kevin? How Let's about them Broncos? Go. I am so shocked today, and I'm so excited. This is the best one I've seen in five years. Let's go. Let's keep this momentum. That was amazing. Yeah, um, I will say, guys, I am a little frustrated, though. Uh, I am frustrated in where has this team been? Uh, there were some things that went right for us that definitely helped us out, but the uh, you know we were able to move the ball in offense and put up 30 points, um, and just where has the, this momentum been? Where has this play calling been? Um, you know, it, it's just, it's frustrating to see that we've struggled for so long now. Uh, even last week's win was, uh, you know, against the Redskins was, uh, well, the Washington football team, excuse me, was ugly, but uh, this win was just phenomenal in so many ways. You're right. It's probably one of the, the best win, if not the best win we've had in five years, man. Uh, Kevin, I'm not going to let your negativity get me down right now. I'm going to ride this high. Do it. I don't care. I understand what you're saying, but I'm just <laughs> going to enjoy the moment. I don't care how bad we looked before this game. We looked amazing. We're sitting at five and four. We have a chance to be six and four going into the bye week. I mean, things are looking pretty a lot better today than they were a week or two ago. Oh, sure. Yo, can I just tell you that I literally was watching this game and it was like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Uh, you know, Kevin, you've said that before, but uh, this team played with, I'll be honest, they played pissed off. They played like the fact that, um, you know, nobody thought that we were going to, uh, that we were going to beat Dallas because we lost Von Miller. And again, you know, wish him the best of luck. But, you know, that's the way that we should have been playing all damn year. Um, you know, those four losses, like, yeah, it, we came out flat. We didn't play. We didn't play like this. Like I was completely shocked. And the fact that you were there to witness it live, mm-hmm. uh, I'm a little jealous, Kevin. I'm a little je- jealous. And, uh, you know, I just want to get this out of the way. Uh, sure. One of the Dallas Cowboy players was quoted as saying it was embarrassing because all I heard in that stadium was go Broncos. So shout out to Broncos country uh, for traveling mm-hmm. and showing up and, uh, yeah, I agree, John. Let's keep this shit going. Let's keep this train rolling, boys. I love it. And uh, so, you know, I, I agree that you guys should be jealous of me. 
um, because of how great an experience it was. Uh, and I'll break that down here in just a second. But there's a way for everybody who was not able to be at that game to feel a little less jealous. Uh, and uh, that really is through utilizing what offers DraftKings has for you all. So uh, if you're a football fan, which we know you are since you're listening to this podcast, uh, and you're ready to score some free bets, well, you can now uh, bet on any NFL game this week with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers who bet just $1 on either team to score can win $100 in free bets. When a team scores, you score. If Sportsbooks isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings will not leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Now, here's what you need to do. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use uh, promo code TPPN. Bet $1 on either team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be 100, uh, 21 years or older uh, in a state that supports sports betting. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions, uh, uh, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay, guys, uh, I do oh, want to... Is that what I heard, Kevin? Uh, you have to be 100, yes. Okay. Uh, oh, between the ages that. of 21 and 100. If you're over 100, I'm sure they'll let that slide too, though. So uh, I think it's the 21 is like the hard number there. Uh, I want to start this all from the beginning. And for me, that beginning was Friday flying into Dallas. And immediately I noticed Broncos fans everywhere uh, in, in, in DFW there. And that was a, a big indication right away, obviously, that there's a lot of people here uh, that are flying in on a Friday. It's not even the, game, the day before. It's, it's Friday and people are already flying in for this game. Uh, there was the Army Air Force game uh, the day before that on Saturday. And even then, there were a lot of Broncos fans walking around in their Broncos stuff. Um, Terrell Davis was there. Some people got some pictures with uh, uh, Terrell Davis, which was fantastic. I looked for him. I didn't find him, unfortunately. I was jealous. Um, but even then, I'm like, okay, you know, we're going to have a really good showing. And get to the game, and we sure as hell did. Now, talking to fans before the game, I think we all had the same – hope that hey any given sunday something can happen but we're just here to enjoy the game and hope it's not a blowout you know that we're not going to get our butts completely demolished and you know let's just hope for the best right um the game starts and what we noticed right off the bat was both teams started slow and the Cowboys came out completely disrespecting us on two fourth and one attempts early on not going for a field goal on either one of them. One was a little more midfield, which I could see is maybe at the further end of field goal range. The other one was definitely in field goal range. And how do you guys feel about that? What did, what did you see? Because uh, our interpretation of it in the stands, and I even read an article about it today, and the, the players even uh, spoke about it, was how disrespected they felt uh, with this team, uh, with the Cowboys going out and pretty much just saying, we know you guys suck. We're going to go for it on fourth and one because we really do not see you as a threat whatsoever. We don't need to get a field goal right now because we're going to get this fourth and one. And if we don't, so what? We're going to end up killing you guys anyway. So what do you guys think? I don't know about that. <laughs> like, I, I hear where you're coming from. I understand what the articles that were written about it. but And maybe it's because we're such a different team. But early on in the season, weren't we saying we need to be going for it on fourth down because this team, uh, these coaches are playing for their lives? I understand that the Cowboys aren't in that same situation, but it was both of those were what within a yard of a first down and fourth down. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, and it was in there. Like if they don't get that first down, in both those situations, it's not like the Broncos are automatically in field goal range. To me, it doesn't seem that absurd that they went for it on both of those. I'll tell you what though. I was excited as hell to see the Broncos stopping them. I mean, that, that those first two drives by their offense were literally what, what changed the whole scope of that game. Yep. Allowed our offense to come alive, uh, get some momentum, and literally the, has, the rest is history after that. Yeah, that first one when uh, they had Ezekiel Elliott in the backfield and we stuffed him a yard to two yards behind the line. Shout out to the defensive line getting the job done, boys. Jeez. Holding Ezekiel Elliott 
to, uh, you know, he, he, he didn't, I'll be honest, he didn't look very good. Uh, but you know who did look good? Javante Williams, first 100 y- rushing yard game. Shout out to him. Congrats on that there, sir. First of many. Uh, yeah, the way they're playing, hell yeah. Right. And I'll be honest, Javante Williams runs pissed off. And and I, mm-hmm. I love that about him. Like Melvin Gordon has, you know, he's he's gonna juke, he's gonna spin, he's gonna hurdle, he's you know, he's gonna be flashy. Javante Williams is just puts his head down and says, Let's fucking go. Let's go. Let's and go. that's and that is the way that we need to freaking play. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the run game looked great, the offensive line looked great. Um, you know, uh, I, I don't want to jump the gun, but uh Glasgow did uh fracture his ankle. Yep. Um so he's out for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the backup lineman, I mean, the backup lineman looked incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Calvin Anderson getting the start at left tackle with Bulls being out. I mean, he looked like a rock star. And and if that's our number three tackle, I'm, I'm okay with that because he's going to get, yeah. now that Massey's out again, we're, we're jumping on with injuries, but he's going to get some more playing time this week, I'd imagine, uh, assuming that Bulls is back as well. So, yeah, you're right, Rob. Like, the offensive line looked looked fantastic even with backups our, our number six number seven number eight guys in there on the offensive line loved it loved it and that's what we need to keep seeing i've said it before look at last year we looked terrible at the offensive line at the beginning of the year and we end up being a top 10 unit by the, by the end of the year so right uh it, i don't know maybe that this this that's how this team operates they just need some momentum they need to get going a little bit they can't start the season hot granted we still got three wins but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, uh, it uh, it was a worry, you know, knowing that we were missing that many starters on the offensive line. You know, and then when the offense went out there and on the very first play we gave up a sack, I mean, I know my – it felt like a, a I swallowed a rock or something. Like my stomach just fell, you know. I was like, oh, God, like it, this Here is going to be as bad as we thought it was, isn't it? Like yeah. I, I already need another beer. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to chug this one, uh, so I can numb the pain early. Uh, I'm glad I didn't, uh, you got to two fisted Kevin. You got to have, uh, I was already, I was already double fisting, man. I was ready to just, um, yeah. How does, uh, how does the Cowboy stadium operate? Are you allowed more than two beers at a time to buy? You can, uh, unfortunately you can get, you can only buy two at a time. Now, if you buy two, hand it off to somebody and get in line and then buy another two, I'm sure they're just like walking. Now I will say that. I do want to give out a shout out. If anyone, you know, listening works in the Bronco stadium or knows of somebody who works in the Bronco stadium, hats off to our concessions people, because I, I don't want to badmouth them too much, but both times I was in the concession line, I was in the line for close to 45 minutes. I mean, it was absolutely ridiculous. Uh, I almost missed kickoff. Uh, and then we, I got in line, um, with about three minutes left in the second half to try and beat the line. And I missed the kickoff for the second half. Uh, so it's just like, this doesn't happen in, in mile high. Uh, so hats off uh, tip of the hat, mile high salute to our, our concessions people and people who work there because I've never had that issue before. Anyway, the little well, it's just there. another thing that we do better than the Cowboys. Clearly. Oh, easily. easily. <laughs> now I did appreciate how patriotic they were all being, you know, with, uh, uh, you know, salute to service month and everything they're doing. And that was fantastic. But, uh, but yeah, that was really frustrating to be in a line for that long. It's like, I want to go see the game. Damn it. So, so Kevin, uh, you did see the first kickoff and yes, barely, barely. We were walking up the stairs to the seats when the kickoff happened. Yes. <laughs> That'd be one of the few plays that you probably wish you could, could have not seen. Yeah. That, yeah. That starts that game. I was like, Oh boy, here we go again. Here we go. Special. We go. To, and then the sack on got the 50. Yeah. I thought the same thing. I was like, ah, oh, shit, here we go. Like yep. five but, uh, missed tackles. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It was like, exactly. oh, yeah. It, it was it was a rough start at the beginning, but I really think they they kind of came together. They played for one another. They played for you know their city and for for us for the fans, mm-hmm. and uh, and they they did phenomenal. And uh, and I really think moving forward, um, if they can keep this momentum and keep not the same game plan, but something relatively similar. Um, you know, Kevin, you've said it in previous shows, you know, we, we haven't been running the ball. We had uh, Javante Williams with 17 carries for 111. We had Melvin Gordon, 21 for 80. Uh, and I won't mention Teddy Bridgewater because, unfortunately, you know, he took a yard back. 
I think the problem that Teddy has is he, in situations, he doesn't back up enough to give him room to get out of there. And he kind of, as the pocket closes around him, he kind of realizes, ah, shit, I got nowhere else to go. Right. Like, bro, take three steps back and give you an exit, give you an out route. Mm -hmm. And I think, I I think that's, I think that's where most of his sacks are coming from, to be quite honest with you. Yeah, there were a couple, at least one up the middle, I remember seeing from number 11 on Dallas, uh, where he came up the middle, kind of basically untouched. You know, there are some, you know, blitzes there, but you're right. I mean, there are some times where it's like you just. For that defense. Huh? Without without Mike, uh, I don't know, Mika and Micah Parsons, like, yeah. He is running away. I, I hate to say he he looks like the defensive rookie of the year so far this year. I mean, Sertan's played phenomenal, and hopefully mm-hmm. he can give him a run for his money, but that dude's a beast, and he played. He was their defense this this weekend. He was right. their only defense, which was good for us. But <laughs> the plays that went for negative yards or zero yards, he was the one flying around the field and making those tackles, pushing guys yep. out of bounds before they made any progress. And and every time, I mean, Jared and I talked about it in, in the halftime show. Every time, it was it was his number. I mean, he ended up with two and a half sacks. I don't want to give the Cowboys too too much credit. He's pretty much the only person I would give credit to on that team mm-hmm. in this game, but. Man, that guy looks like another good draft pick for the right. Cowboys. But uh, so you're, you're looking off the uh, number of rushing attempts there, uh, and looking at this, 41 total rushing attempts. Well, uh, 38 of them were designed rushing attempts to yeah. our 28 passes. I mean, that is a game plan for success. You know, look, we were missing uh, several key players like you already talked about. Um, uh, uh, Garrett Bowles, uh, Noah Fanton wasn't in, uh, Albert O got injured, uh, in the second half there, uh, or right at the end of the first half going into the second half. Um, we were missing some, some key players, right. Uh, and we were able to really rely on that running game and God, for the love of me, I just looking at this, I don't know how a coaching staff can't look at this and saying, and say to themselves, Oh, this works. <laughs> We should probably, probably keep doing this because you saw the you saw the rushes, which opened up the pass game. We utilized those RPOs. It kept the the Dallas defense honest, and then it, you know we opened up some of the the deep throws there. Um, and Tim Patrick, holy crap, we haven't mentioned him yet. Timmy P looked phenomenal before he went down with a cramp, uh, and and didn't play <laughs> thank God the it game. Just but jeez, yeah, I think I was just cramp. Yeah, uh, you know, Timmy P, uh, you know, I know he he just had the cramps. Um, you know, we, we lucked out on that. Patrick Sertan went down uh, with, a, with a knee injury, but it is just a sprain. Um, you know, I already mentioned Graham uh, Glasgow er- earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, I, I know we had a couple more injuries, and I just was like, man, come on. we Enough with the injuries. Like, can we please get somebody in the strength and conditioning department to – uh, beef these guys up a little bit. Something. Yeah. It was, there, it, it was ridiculous. Some key injuries there too. Uh, it sounds like Sertan's going to miss this week at a minimum. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, Glasgow out for the year. Uh, but we are getting some guys back too. We do have Dawkins. Uh, I mean, obviously he's not going to replace Sertan, but Dawkins coming back. Duke Dawkins in the secondary. Um and, and uh, who else we got? We got Moody, and I think Fant should be back this week coming off. Uh, I know Moody's already cleared COVID protocols. It'll be interesting to see who starts in place of Glasgow. Is it going to be Miners or is it going to be Moody? I think probably Moody above Miners on, on the depth chart. I, I don't know. Miners Miners played Miners. great. Yeah, Miners looked, looked really good. You know, shout out to the gut. Um, <laughs> you know, but uh, – <laughs> I mean, you know, he looked good. Um, I know, you know, Rich Rich is in our comments, uh, you know, saying that the that Miners is an upgrade for Reisner. I like Reisner. Yeah. I really do. Um, you know, I, I think uh, Reisner is going to be uh, uh, offensive lineman of the future for Denver. Um, you know, but I think Miners definitely uh, definitely is a is a good uh, backup. Um, Right now, I don't know if I'd call him an upgrade. Um, that's just me personally. Um, you know, I still, you know, he's a rookie. He's, you know, he's still got a, a lot to, a lot to learn and 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 a lot to grow. Uh, but I think moving forward, if he keeps developing, uh, I think he will be pretty good. And 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 even Cushenberry played good at center this this mm-hmm. week. 
Absolutely. Yeah, and that interior of our line has kind of been the weak point for us, um, I think, the most for offensive line. <clears throat> and, yeah, they finally kicked it up. I mean, Reisner, he's one of those guys. He's a fan favorite. I mean, he's I love seeing him at the end of the first half, like, yelling at the coaching staff to kick it for a 67-yard field goal, which we can talk about that whole end of the first half. Um, and, and so he played good as a rookie, and then it seems like every season after his rookie year, just has not felt the same. He, I mean, he looked amazing at his rookie year, what, three years ago? Yeah, so, yeah three years, yeah. Um, it, it seems like he's just taken a little bit, slowed down a little bit since. I don't, I don't really understand why, what, what's happened. Hmm. Um, I don't know if it's playing with a different center, uh, you know, a rookie center that that maybe he's getting more center help before then, but hopefully maybe that was last year. So what's up with this year? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, either way, they look good this week. Um, so Didn't if they found a special chant they do before the game or something, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe they're all wearing lucky socks. Um, I will say, speaking of lucky socks, I got new lucky socks uh, as an early g- birthday gift. Uh, so I, I'm going to attribute the win partly to those uh, that I was wearing. So um, make sure you yeah. wash them, Kev. Well, yes. You don't even mean. <laughs> We're in the playoffs, it'd be a different story, but you know, no, you don't watch those things until we lose. Uh, too late, <laughs> but yeah, so a uh, lot of good things now. Uh, for those uh listening on uh iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, first off, thank you for tuning in uh to the Orange Weekly Podcast. Uh, you know, we, we do this for you and we love doing this for you guys. Um, uh, if you hear us talking about you know, seeing some comments in, in the chat or whatever, we do this uh, uh, post game podcast live on our YouTube channel. So if you're watching on YouTube uh, or if you are listening uh, wherever else, make sure you go to our YouTube channel uh, and uh, hit that subscribe button. When we're at a hundred users, we can rename our URL. So it's a lot, so it's a lot easier. I could say it's like youtube.com slash orange weekly. That's not it right now. It's like a whole bunch of letters and numbers that I don't know off the top of my head. So, uh, we're close to that. We're about 30 people away. So please go over to our YouTube channel and hit that subscribe button for us there. But we are seeing some comments here and I do want to appreciate, uh, uh, all of you who are commenting here one negative and not sure what's going on, but, uh, Brandon McMoney kind of looked like, you know, he missed a field goal again in the um, uh, Washington game. Mm-hmm. Uh, he missed an extra point and a field goal. I think it was this last week. Was it an extra a field goal as well? I believe um, dude, it's like, what are you, uh, what, what are you doing, man? Like yeah. <laughs> get yeah. out of the, You're park, supposed to be the, the one we don't worry about. You're supposed to make money. What's going yeah, on? Here? Exactly. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever seen him miss an extra point. Uh, none comes to mind anyways. Maybe I don't no. like it if it did happen. But, yeah. And then those field goals were kind of at important times of the game. Now, luckily, hey, I don't care. If we're scoring 30 points each week and he misses a field goal and an extra point, I, I'll take it, all right? Yeah. So, yeah, there was there was one point in the game where uh, you could tell Denver was like, do we try to kick the field goal or do we just run the ball and go? I think it was before halftime. Yeah. Um, and when he missed the extra point, even I was like, did somebody touch that? Like, what yeah. happened? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, unfortunately, he can't be 100% all the time. You know, shit happens. Um, I'm glad that uh, that we did score as many points on, on, on offense where we didn't have to rely on Brandon McMoney McManus. Um, say that three times, th- three <laughs> times fast. Nicely done. Um, but, uh, you know, yeah, somebody needs to, uh, to just – Tell him to shake it off and and, uh, and get out there and practice a little bit. I know, uh, you know, I've never played on AstroTurf myself uh, in high school, uh, but uh, I know, you know, speaking from from other college athletes that uh, I'm friends with, um, AstroTurf, which is what Dallas's field is, is a lot different uh, than real grass. Um, so you know, you can kind of give him give him a pass. Um, but you know, if if this becomes a trend, then yeah, somebody needs to sit him down and go, okay, what's up, bro? We, do you you need to eat Cheerios or Wheaties in the morning? Like what's going on? Mm -hmm. Well, back to your point, he's got to shake it off. I mean, he did shake it off. He still had three good field goals in the game and every other extra point was good, which is, you know, expected, (laughs) but I think he's probably, he's got to still be up near the top of the league for, uh, his percentage of made field goals this year. So let's not be too hard on the guy just yet. Now. Just got to break the trend, though, for him. 
yeah, I think, you know, come back to Denver uh, against the Eagles and snap back out of it, get back to his uh, 100% basically rate. Uh, I'd still like to see him reclaim the record or, you know, break the record there uh, in Denver. I, well, I don't know why they didn't let him have the chance. Just do it. It's only why this game. It's it? like, like we're, we're winning so much. Like, just go for a long field goal because we can. Yeah. Uh, but it's not in Denver, so let's do it at home. That, that last drive in the first half did upset me. Yeah, let's talk about that. Uh, it was, uh, you know, I was watching on the TV and the line like I was talking about, but um, kind of a weird mix of do we just take it to halftime, but do we also kind of be aggressive and get some more points before the half? It was kind of weird. It was kind of dysfunctional, if you will. Yeah, it didn't really make sense. We had plenty of time. I think we had like a minute and 40 to get like to start. We were at, some like, timeouts too, so Yeah. Yeah. It seemed like they weren't quite sure what they wanted to do. Well, at first it seemed like they were just content running out the clock. They're going to run the ball. If they get stopped, at least they took a bunch of time off the clock, not giving Dallas a chance to get some momentum before halftime. And then they got that first down with like a minute left. And I was like, okay, now call the timeout. Now let's go. Like now let's open up the playbook and and, and get some points before halftime. And, and they, just, they just huddled up. They took 30 seconds off the clock and, it made no sense. And then they decided, okay, yeah, we are going to try for it now. But it's like, make up your mind one way or the other. Like, I can't uh, – it just pissed me off so much. And then they get in 67-yard field goal range. It's like, go for it. Just break the record. Like I said, Reisner's out there like, what kind of offensive lineman do you hear, Chan? Like, trying to get the coach to get the kicker out there. That never happens. Right. But whatever. Uh, I, I mean, at the end of the day, we still won. It's just like these little things here and there that makes me makes me question, like – well, I think at that point, Fangio just didn't want to screw something up and and let that the Cowboys take momentum. Like I said, I think but we definitely. Need, I don't like it. I think we definitely need to start uh, some kind of trending hashtag on Twitter uh, for Brandon to break the record. Um, I like it. I'm going to come up with something, but uh, I definitely think we need to do that and get and just tag every Broncos player on Twitter. Um, especially McManus. Um, but, you know, I mean, I kind of understand where they're coming from. Like, you know, he misses an extra point. You're like, the hell you don't ever miss. Like, you know, right. what the hell was that about? Then he missed the field goal and you're like, mm, you know, let's, but I think moving forward, especially looking at our schedule, you know, we have the Eagles next week at home um, and the Eagles won this week, surprisingly enough. Um, but uh we need to put the pedal to the metal and we need to score on if it were up to me, we would score on every single possession. It'd be Madden like right. numbers. Right. Um, but um, you know, we definitely uh we definitely have to keep the pedal to the to the floor and and just go for it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think if that's I would like to think if that was in Denver, we're going we're going for that sixty seven yarder at the end of a of a half. Right. Um I will correct you there, Rob. Philly lost this week, but they played it close against the Chargers. And the Chargers ended up winning it, you know, last second with a field goal. So I think the Eagles are going to have a little bit of confidence coming to this game wanting to to prove a little bit. So let's, like I said, let's keep this momentum. Let's keep this going. Let's go into the bye week, six and four. You know, even even if if our offense plays half as well as they did Mm -hmm. and our defense plays as half, I mean, we played phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, absolutely phenomenal. It was night, night and day difference. Um, you know, especially at home, like, can you just, uh, Kevin, is anybody, is any of us going to the game next week? Like it's yep. going to be nuts. Yep. I'll be there. Okay. Well, yep. it's going to be insane. Oh yeah. Uh, I expect there to not be, uh, 12,000 no shows, you know, like there were last time. Um, I think there's gonna be a lot of excitement, right. Uh, to really see what this team can do. And I mean, the expectation here is they've turned it around. Um, they went out there, they played with uh, confidence, uh, maybe confidence they didn't really have to begin with, but after those fourth down stops, um, uh, you know, for those, those two things right there, uh, major, major uh, swing in, in momentum uh, for us that we took advantage of the entire game until garbage time at the end. I mean, the score was 30-0 you know, uh, until the last five minutes of the game where we just gave up garbage time points, which whatever that, that point don't, don't care. care. Um, just, and that, you know, it's like, okay, no more injuries. Albert O is hurt. Uh, you know, it's like, okay, stop. PS2 is hurt. Just no more injured players, okay. give them points, let them kill the clock themselves. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, talking about the bye week you know, we come back, 
Uh, we'll have seven games left uh, at that point, and five of them are going to be divisional games. Yeah. Um, oh. Now, the way this team played, uh, and the, the confidence they had and uh, their execution uh, that they had on the field, the play calling that, that we saw, this is a team that I would say, yes, definitely could very well beat the Chargers in Kansas City or beat the Chiefs in Kansas City in December, which historically is not something we've done. Uh, this team anything. could very well do it. Uh, this team could beat the the Chiefs at home. This team could beat the Chargers twice. This team, this team could beat the Raiders again. I mean, this team playing the way they are could very well win the majority of the games they have left. Now the question is, can they, you know, was this a one-time performance? Yeah. You but know, only, only time will tell Kevin. Exactly. But now like, this is what we've been looking for all season. Maybe not to like, I probably even in, in our craziest of minds, did we ever expect we'd, we'd score 30. Eh, that's not even true. Cause I, I said in the pregame, best case scenario, we score 30 points. But I didn't think that we'd stop them and, and almost shut them out. <laughs> right. Uh, but this is where 30 points. It's like, okay, well, they probably be scoring 30 as, as well, at least close to it. And who's going to get that last second field goal to win the game? Right. You know, like, yeah. Right. Exactly. So, but this is like, we know we had this talent coming into this season. And we've just kind of been waiting to see. It's like, okay, we're going to capitalize on this. And we finally did. So the question becomes is this what, like you said, is this a fluke or are we going to keep the momentum? Are we going. Is this the, the turning point of our season, right? Like maybe you could say the Washington game was if, if this really continues from there. It wasn't a pretty win, but it's a win. And now we start, you know, kind of kind of running on all cylinders and and going from here. I mean, there's no reason why we can't play this good. We had uh, during the halftime show, we were just like we we're hesitant to say we're up 19-0. It's like okay, what's the second half going to look like? Right. All of us in the, sta- in the stadium are doing the same thing. Everybody around us. Yep. Yeah, we're concerned. It's like, are we going to see four quarters of football from this team? And 100% we did. Take away that garbage time scoring. Like, I don't care. The game was over by that point. So let's see. Okay, now that we've played a full game, like a legit, like, I mean, way more than expected performance against the Cowboys. Let's Now let's keep momentum going, going, winning these games, playing consistently. Yeah. Yeah, I was definitely uh, rooting for that shutout for sure. Um, would have been nice, but yeah, I mean, you know, Kev, I agree with you. It's like, okay, just let them score. No more injuries. Like I get it, but, uh, you know, moving forward, God, it felt good going into work today. Did you guys not just feel absolutely incredible going into work today? I have to Uh, say, I'll I'll feel good tomorrow when I go into work, flying home (laughs) today. All the Broncos fans in the airport were, it was go Broncos everywhere. You know, everyone was still wearing their gear. Awesome. Uh, it was go Broncos, go Broncos. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like Cowboys, their fan base, they have such an extensive fan base. Like it's so great that Denver just took over that game. And oh, took over that stadium. Yeah. Didn't expect that. I mean, um, there were just so many things I didn't expect from this game, you know, Um but like it just goes, the, uh, it goes down to can we run the ball? Can we be be smart? Um, I really think what you're just looking at the last few games here, last couple games especially, the connection between Bridgewater and Tim Patrick um, is solidified. I mean, this game should have definitely solidified it. Um, Tim Patrick needs that uh, contract. We, you know, if George Payton can do anything to get an in season contract, which is going to make him uh, cheaper versus during the off season. Um, you know, obviously we're going to wait and see what the rest of the season does in terms of which direction do we go? Um, you know, I'm still saying if we end up being nine and eight, even if we don't get in the playoffs, this coaching staff's coming back. We're probably going to resign a lot of players and we're going to say, okay, we're going to just, you know, try it again. Cause we were pretty close. Um, if we end up knock on wood, God forbid that we end up, you know, going back to our, you know, ways of October and uh, losing a lot again, you're probably going to see players like Timmy P walk, you know? Um, But I would like to see uh, Timmy P with a a new contract here soon, but um, that uh, the connection between those two uh, has been phenomenal. Uh, And this, this week solidified that for sure. Yeah. And, 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 you know, the, the weird thing for me was Cortland Sutton only had one catch for nine yards. Yep. 
Yeah. Well, he was only targeted twice. So, yeah. So that's that's very – I mean, I'm glad, you know, Timmy P stepped up. And, you know, again, thank God he just had cramps. Um, you know, I definitely agree with you. we got to sign him. I don't know why we haven't signed him before. Mm-hmm. Like, he's, he's really – He's really played very, very well um, and has been a, a outlet and touchdown machine, you know, when his number's called. Um, I know for a while there he went on a streak and, and did not uh, drop a single pass, um, mm-hmm. you know. But, uh, and, and also Jerry Judy, you know, Jerry looked, Judy looked great. Um, you know, uh, he had a couple bubble screens on the outside, um, you know, and, and he's looking like he's, hundred percent and you know he's gonna do great um but uh you know kevin uh, again just this victory it just left me feeling kind of like this i gave it to his house and a red flag (laughs) nope you are a hundred percent correct um i think we're all we're all feeling that it's gonna be a good week and uh, definitely um, a feeling that we want to carry into the Eagles win for sure, man, or the yeah. Eagles game. I don't want to jinx it. Eagles game for yeah, sure. I, well, let's, not go, let's not get ahead of ourselves because we Eagles game. That was that was a Freudian slip there. I didn't mean to say that, but Eagles yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. Let, let's rewind the clock a week, and we, this is a different Broncos team we're talking about in a different mm-hmm. situation. A team yeah. that's on the verge of of trading away its best player, and we didn't mm-hmm. know what, what this team was, and and so here we are. It's going to come down again. You know, which team are we? Are we that team that just lost that, those four in a row? Or are we the team that just played and dominated this Cowboys team, which they were six and one coming into this game? Six game uh, one streak. Yeah. They lost week one. They've won since. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and and everyone's talking about them and their fans are talking about, hey, this could be a Super Bowl team. And we just knocked the shit out of them and yep. made them start questioning how the rest of the season is going to look for them. Exactly. Uh, they got some questions to answer on their side for sure. Um, you know, they've uh, their division is it's pretty lopsided. They're number one in their division by uh, a lot. Um, you know, Philadelphia is three and six. Uh, New York is three and six. Washington is two and six. So I mean, they more or less have their division locked up and their playoff spot solidified unofficially. I mean, unless yeah, I this is the start of whatever bug we had in October, we gave to them. You know, and they start playing like we did, but um, in the case, I say we give that bug to every team moving forward. Yeah, especially in our division, we're we're only a half game behind first place. Yep. Oh, ours is completely. I mean, this division is going to um, just be in turmoil all the way until the end of week seven, uh, week eighteen. You know, our last three games, our divisional games, that alone is uh gonna you know mean a lot and so um heck if we can find a way to keep winning and i don't expect us to win out but uh if we can find a way to win you know what we got uh eight games left um you know find a way to win five of the next eight and go 10 and 7 on the season you're looking at probably getting a playoff spot um so you know you can drop a game uh, against the Chiefs in Kansas City, you know, okay, that's not the end of the world. Can you beat them at home on week, you know, in in week eighteen? Um, can you beat the Raiders? You know, look the way we played the Raiders first time. There was there's no way we should have lost that game, but we found a way to lose that game. Well, we were um, never in that game. Yeah, the Chargers. You know, how are we going to look at the Chargers? No idea. Um, yeah. There's just, um, yeah, and, and what we've seen is you know, from these big wins um, this week and then the beginning of the season, we, we do very, very, very well when we have a lead, you know, we're smart with the football. We run the ball just fine. The, the moment, it seems like the moment we fall behind by a field goal, yeah. things just absolutely break down, you know? And so it, it makes me wonder going back to those fourth downs that Dallas went for early on, if they had settled for a field goal on one of them and we were down three to zero, what that would have done for this team, just because that has such a huge impact and it shouldn't, but it has such a huge impact on how Shermer calls the offense that would we be seeing 41 rush attempts or 38 designed rush attempts? I don't think so. I think that instantly would have changed everything. I mean, you would have seen a lot more heavy pass playing 
And that could have easily gone the other direction. So, you know, the, the play calling shouldn't be that fragile. You know, if you're down by a field goal or a touchdown or 10 points, you should still be running the ball. And with the, the ball carriers we have, you know, it, it, it works. We, us running the ball works and it opens up everything else in the playbook. Right. So I don't know. There's just so many things here. That's like, it just seems so obvious looking at this game that, you know, no matter what, unless you're down by like two or more possessions, you can stick to this game plan and it'll pay off more often than not. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's one thing for you to say that Kevin, the question becomes how come our coaching staff just throws the game plan out the window and, and doesn't yeah. like just freaks out whenever we go down by more than one score. Yeah. yeah I don't understand. Is it me or did it look like they were actually having fun out there? They were. Oh, and it wasn't just that we were chanting, let's go Broncos loud enough that the players on the field heard it. I think it was Sternod or somebody was out there raising their arms, telling us to get louder. And, and we were talking about this before the game or before the podcast here. You don't see an away team player telling the crowd to get louder because the away fans are so loud. You don't see that, right? But that's what the situation was, is if it turned into a home game. And as loud as the stadium was at the beginning of the game, I mean, that place was yeah. roaring. I mean, you know, it is covered and everything, so the acoustics is automatically louder. But, I mean, that place was roaring for the Cowboys. Um, by the second half, I mean, it was dead silence. I mean, every time they're like, get loud for third down, it, it, you could have heard a pin drop. <laughs> you know, I mean, it was it was absolutely hilarious. Well, it was great, Kevin. You were texting us that right before halftime, and then coming out in the second half, you could hear it on tele- on, on TV. Uh, that kickoff, you were hearing the Let's Go Broncos chant, and it was a good feeling because the game was not over at that point. 19 to nothing. I mean, this Cowboys offense, they, that's not an insurmountable uh, lead that, that they can't come back from. Yeah, Richie in our chat says, our first touchdown was from a 13 personnel. Nearly fell out of my chair. I thought someone must have pulled Trimmer's headset off and called the play instead. Yeah, you know, that's a very fair point. He doesn't do that. He doesn't call you know 13 personnel plays, uh, but he did. Um, and uh, look, maybe he's he's like, maybe I should experiment and see if these things work. Holy crap, they do work. Maybe I should do these things more often. Or he'll look at this and say, yeah, that was a dumb idea. I'm not going to do this again. <laughs> I don't know. Kevin, don't even say that. Uh, due, due to Shermer, I don't know what he's thinking, man. I don't know. Uh, only time will tell. For All sure. I can say is I hope that losing streak is behind us and, and yeah. we've learned from our mistakes. And it, this is this is the team that we should expect moving forward. It's like, yeah. obviously, very hopeful thinking. Let's see again. The Eagles is going to be the, the first way that we can find out is which direction are we going for the rest of the season. Also, back to your point, Kevin, I, I, I don't know how I feel about this. But this coaching staff's uh, their their destiny, I guess you should say, but is uh, it's hinging on how we play against our division foes. Mm-hmm. So is this going to be a playoff team, a winning season, or not? And they're going to have to, you know, beat their division to to be that. That and that's true every year, of course. But I like that we're ending against the division to see how good this team really is. Yep. You can't say, well, we played most of the division games at the beginning of the season, and you know the teams are still trying to figure each other out and you know, Teddy Bridgewater being the starter, you know, new quarterback to Denver. You can't say any of that. There are zero excuses. I mean, this team is in midseason form. Um, you know, whatever injuries we have have been happening. They've been around each other long enough. They know the system. There is zero excuses. And so if we go out there and fall flat against those guys, yeah, I mean, that's, um, you know, I'd say this coaching staff is one nail away from being, you know, done being, you know, that, that nail going in the coffin and they're fired. So, um, but if you look at the rest of the division this week, the Broncos are the only ones that is going to scare anybody. I mean, you have the Raiders losing to the giants. That's weird. Yeah. Uh, uh, chargers barely pulling it off against the Eagles and the Eagles have not looked too scary this year. Um, I think they've had two wins. We'll, I mean, I don't want to say too much bad about the Eagles because we're going to talk about them plenty this week. But that felt like a like for how hot the Chargers have looked this year. That looked like a it was going to be an easy win for them. And then uh, the Chiefs against you know a offensive list Packers team without Aaron Rodgers, they only put up 13 points. And exactly. And it, it's the Chiefs, so they can always get hot, right? Like I don't know what is going on with the Chiefs, but. 
look at this division this last week. Broncos are the only one that looked looked legit in my mind. Yeah. The, the, the Raiders, question you know, goes back to, can we keep it up? With the Raiders, you know, losing Henry Ruggs, um, you right. know, we won't get into that. Everybody knows about it. Um, they also released uh, their first round drift cornerback uh, yeah. for off the field issue. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a shame to see such such young players make those kinds of decisions and throw their entire careers away. Uh, but as a Broncos fan, you're like, okay, well, that's one less weapon that they have to use. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and like, you know, you were saying, John, with the Chiefs, uh, you know, they, they haven't looked all that great this year. Um, you know, Pat Mahomes had that, uh, that concussion, um, you know, and, and, and again, just a lot of teams have had injuries. I think the Chargers are going to be the test uh, for this team, for this defense, and for this coaching staff, honestly. Yeah, which is interesting because in the last three years, we have not played our division well at all. Nope. So it would be fitting that if this coaching staff does get to stick around, which I'm still skeptical, skeptical, if we're going to be a playoff team, which I'm definitely skeptical, they should have to prove it against this division. Mm-hmm. Yep, agreed. I mean, it doesn't matter how Kansas City is looking when you get to the Kansas City versus Denver matchup. I mean, both teams are going to be looking for blood, right? I mean, yeah. they're both going to come out super motivated. Um uh, the the Chargers are looking to show that they're not a, a fluke team, uh, that they're the real deal. Uh, the Raiders already kind of showed us that they can make us look stupid. Um, and part of it was we made them look good, yeah. right? But from an outsider looking in, they're like, oh, yeah, they made the Broncos look stupid. Um, so, yeah, how do we look against the division? And that question is, uh, well, let's just say when we get past the bye week, things are going to start looking yeah. – um, I think we play the Bengals after the bye week. Um, or no, that's the Chargers game because you're yeah, going to that at the game. end of the month, John. So yeah. right after the bye week, I mean, um, you better hold any momentum you have uh, after the bye week going in, into that uh, because it's it's time to go. Um, you know, it's go time. Yeah. And look, we're getting our bye week at a good time here. You know, depending on what happens with this Eagles game, knock on wood, you know, that uh, – we're, there's no other serious injuries, but that's going to be a good time for people to recuperate, like get some of these guys back. I think we're expecting Chubb to be back after the bye week. And there's a, a lot of other guys. I mean, Sertan's missing this week, but hoping he's back after the bye week. And he's, I mean, he's been a freaking stud for us. He looks like yep. a long-term future of our defense. So let's, let's just, let's get to the bye week. Let's pull out a win. That would be phenomenal to be six and four, like I said, and, and get, get a little bit healthier, <laughs> a little <Yeah>. bit. <laughs> It feels like we have the worst injuries injury record in the league. I don't know. But uh, let's get a little bit healthy and, and finish out this season strong. Ride the momentum wave. You know this league is all about momentum. That's very cliche to say, of course. But it's true, right? Yeah. You get streaky, and, and the teams that get streaky are the ones that make the playoffs when they get streaky at the, at the end of the year. Yep. Awesome. Okay, uh, I think we've said all we can uh, about this awesome win. I mean, I could keep bragging about how fantastic it was to be there, um, but I won't. Uh, we'll save that for uh, the Tuesday night show. So for those of who are, who are listening for the first time, maybe uh, I, I met you in the airport or at the game. I gave you my card. If you're listening, uh, thanks for uh, for joining and glad I met you at the, the game this weekend. Um, uh, just any other new listeners, we have a ton of Broncos content for you all. Uh, we have this show. We have the, po- uh, the, the pregame podcast, uh, which again is on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, all those good places. Uh, we have our live shows, um, the Tuesday night, or sorry, we'll start with Monday night, Orange Weekly After Dark, which happens right after Monday night football. We also have uh, Tuesday night is Bourbon Broncos No BS, 7 p.m. Mountain Time. Uh, we got a pregame show, which is about an hour before kickoff. We got our halftime hash show. So as soon as uh, halftime starts, we will be live coming over. You know, you can grab a new, another drink and, and whatnot, uh, stretch those legs and share your thoughts on the, the first half of the Broncos game with us. Uh, and so we just got uh, a ton of stuff for y'all uh, as we uh, keep moving along the season. But um, uh, before we end it all, let's uh, get some closing thoughts from you, John and Rob. I guess moving forward, is there anything you're – you're specifically looking for um, or any, any hope that you, you see this team continue to do other than just do what we did again, like <laughs> repeat this performance every week and you'll be fine. You know, like, what else, what else we should be hundred percent full of, uh, of hope right now, 
um, the way we play there. But I do want to give a shout out. We haven't really been uh, talking about the defensive side and giving specific shout outs to, to some of those guys. But two two guys that really come to mind. I mean, talk about uh, Jonathan Cooper filling in that big hole that Von Miller left and, and Malik Reed being down and, you know, him and Weatherly on the outside. Cooper, man, he came in. He looked very good. Again, that second game in a row that he's kind of showed up and – Look, he had two sacks. He looked phenomenal. And then the other one is Ke- Kenny Young uh, coming over from the Rams. He, What a trade that looks like for George Payton. He, this linebacking crew has been – it's been tested. It's been injured. It's like we have two guys that started this season out on our roster. Like, right, like our, of our four starters, only two of them were even on our roster to start the year. And Kenny Young's came in, and he's been like a solidifying guy for that that unit, and it's been – Great to see for the past two weeks. Let's keep it up. Hopefully, he just keeps developing. And, and yeah, this defense really freaking showed up against literally the best, the highest-ranked offense in the league. So, yeah. yeah, if we can do that against them, there's not a team that we shouldn't feel confident going in up against. Yeah, John, I'm going to piggyback off of that. Uh, I also want to mention Caden Stearns yeah, uh, and Justin about. Simmons coming up big. Um, you know, we, we questioned um, who's going to be the next face of the franchise, and uh, and I personally believe that's going to be Justin Simmons on the defensive side of the ball, um, you know. But yeah, Kevin, I mean, we 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 can't we can't say it enough. I mean, let's just keep riding this momentum and keep riding the wave, um, you know. Uh, let let's not just have great practices, everybody. Let's go out there and whoop some people's asses, um, and you know, and keep moving forward. Um, you know, yeah, that's the only thing I can say, um, you know, is just is let's just keep riding the damn wave. Let's do the damn thing. Yeah, I like it. Um, so for those who uh, have been in our comments today, uh, again, appreciate you joining. I know in, in the uh, the postgame podcast, we really don't uh, do a lot to answer comments and whatnot. Uh, all our other live shows, uh, Monday Night Orange Weekly After Dark, the Tuesday Night Show, the pregame show, the halftime show, those are all really geared directly at answering comments and everything so please make sure you join our other live shows uh and we get a lot more interactive then um and uh we'll see you there so guys i think it's just time to uh nothing else left to do um you know i don't have a drink i'm not even pretend that i have a drink to uh, cheers to but we'll just end words fellas two words strong get your drinks tomorrow kevin there you go go broncos go broncos (laughs) hey take care everyone Orange Weekly, fans, brews, and Broncos news.